Welcome to Sustainable 151. Welcome yourself, all to Sustainable 151. How are you, my cheeky little chipmunk? Very well, thank you. Very good. We are your friendly little weekly environment podcast, didn't we all? Yes. All about people and the planet and why, despite everything being a bit noise, we can have a wee chuckle about it every now and then, yes? Yes. And what are we going to be chuckling about this week then? Well, Dave, there was a Tory party conference at which... People banged on about some atoms that will be split apart, but also some atoms that will come together. We are, of course, talking about nuclear fusion. What's going to save us all? Uh, We don't know what it is, clearly, but Big Dave does, so we're going to ask him. Uh, we are also going to be talking about a an exciting new beginning for pine martins, uh, but possibly the end for Gwaith Quill. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. Yeah, the so, end. So yeah. come together and. The end. And uh, we're going to be talking about Quadrilla, the old fracking fern. Now, I think originally their primary aim, their their gold, if you like, was to max wells (laughs) in in Lancashire. But but they can't do that anymore. I mean, their their secondary or silver (laughs) aim was to hammer. So, you know, max wells, silver, hammer. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> That's come together. The yeah, it's very good. Can oh, I have that? Very good. Abbey Road theme in commemoration of the 50th anniversary of Abbey Road by the Beatles. Correct. Very good. Can oh. I go? I'm just going to go now. I think you should. Yeah. It's all going to be downhill from here. So <laughs> just the usual disclaimer before any of that. Oh, we do work for environmental charities, don't we? Yes, yes. I was drinking my tea. Yes, I, wasn't, we do. I wasn't wondering uh, whether I'm still employed. But these are very much our own views. So if something that we say very nice. makes you say, oh, darling, oh, uh, right. I must complain to the babble, then complain to the babble. Don't complain to anyone for whom we work. Yes? Absolutely. I, I want you to complain to us. Good. I want you to shut up and get on with it. Right, so we're starting this week, unusually for us, with unbridled cheer. Oh, I've never seen such joy upon your face. I'll look at you all beaming. Well, I'm beaming because our energy woes are saved, are over. We are saved. There is going to be limitless, cheap, abundant... Unicorn-based energy forever and ever and ever. Yes, this is what would happen if you picked up the front page of The Times. Uh, Arabella, could you please read out the front page of The Times from last week? Conservatives promise limitless cheap nuclear energy in 20 years. Now... There's some interesting words there, aren't there? Yes. As you pointed out in the prep, first of which is promise. Well, let's start at the beginning. Conservative. (laughs) Uh, Do you remember when there used to be a party 
whose primary motivation for how it ran the economy was conservatively. Mm. Do you remember that? Yeah, dimly. And conservative and unionist, I think, was the other part of its name. Now now better just referred to as the and party. Yeah. A uh, bit of politics <laughs> there, anyway. Uh, yes, your conservatives. Your conservatives had their party conference. They all got together in Manchester. They don't go to Blackpool anymore. Oh. I was in Blackpool once when the Conservative Party conference was going on and it was like the inner circle of hell. Now, Blackpool is bad <laughs> enough as it is on a Saturday night with like people vomiting up whole chips just coming out of their mouth and then a seagull flying down and before that chip hits the ground, the seagull swooping down and picking it up and the seagull flying off. That sounds and the seagull... quite efficient, actually. <laughs> quite <laughs> outside of that. That's a circular economy right there. <laughs> well, the seagull then flying into a massive net which then the net gets put straight into the deep fat fryer and people buy seagull and chips and the whole thing goes round and round and round. It's amazing in the north, it really is. Mm. Do you uh, think but, uh, we have many listeners in the north? Um, and do you think they're still listening? Or are they coming down here to knock your block off? Hey, you were lucky to have a leg. There are over 150 of us living in a small shoebox in the middle of the road. <laughs> Cardboard box? Right. Oh, you were lucky. <laughs> They had their conference, oh, and their conference was largely consumed with piffle waffle, uh, chicanery, naughtiness, and allegations of past misdemeanour. Yes. Um, so they had to talk about something else. Because <laughs> they, once they got Brexit done, they had Brexit done by midway through Monday. That was done. Oh, that's good. Um, so they banged on about, they did their stuff about the planet. Yeah. The Tories want you to know, all they like the planet, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. They are keen on the planet, which, you know, we have banged on on this podcast before about, isn't it awful that Tories and politicians in general never mention the planet? Yeah. You've certainly banged on about some of those budgets that you had to listen oh, to budgets. for work and how yeah, they never yeah. even mention the planet. Or if they do, it's because you're saying, we don't like the planet as much as we like businesses and stuff like that. So, presumably, you are now thrilled... Uh, that the Conservatives are banging on about the planet, aren't you? Well, I mean, it is testament to something. We were talking in episode 150 about that Greta Thunberg. My name is Greta Thunberg. I got still, still showing off about still, that. Yeah, well done. Greta Thunberg. Yes. Um, and, you know, we've talked about the school strikes and the movement and the Extinction Rebellion and all of that. And it's changing stuff. It is changing stuff. You are now, you cannot be a party looking like there's an election coming up. What is not saying something? About the planet. Sure. It's good. I don't want to talk about that particularly, but, okay. but it is a unquestionably good thing. Yes? Yes. Yes. Chateau Neuf du Pape. Do you know what else sounds great, Ol? Um, a Savoy sausage. Oh, it does, doesn't it? I had a real... Now then, can I admit something to you? Yeah. I really hope this... This isn't going to be what I think it's going to be, but I hope... There's a small part of me that hopes it is. I know what you think it's going to be. Yeah. I have not eaten a Savoy sausage. <laughs> but I did not come close the other day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I only didn't when my girlfriend pointed out to me that, like, that's not even meat. No. That is, like, gristle cartilage and packaging of pig. Yeah. Basically. And, like, yeah. stowaways or something. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm really weak, tired. Oh, I miss it. <laughs> when do I get to eat meat again, Oh. I think you can do it. Like, if, if it's a cause of, you know, angst and anguish and it's distracting you, I think just just knock it on the head. Just, you know, just have one and then move on. Do you think the Babel army would forgive me if I ate meat? They should do. I wouldn't. <laughs> Don't use pig as an insult. Animals are innocent. Don't be species. Anyway, um, no, a good thing, all is limitless cheap energy. 
Yes, right. Yes. Okay, so this is what we're talking about. Limitless cheap energy. And, in, and specifically, they are talking here about a thing called nuclear fusion. So nuclear energy, Yeah, we've done that one. We've done it. Yeah, Episode that was 44. fission. What's the difference? Dave, don't ask me. What One is... What's the one that Hinkley Point is fission. that we've got? Fission. Fission. Yeah. So, like, when you sit on side of boat... We you go fishing. Yeah. Yeah. For nuclear. You, you, big trawlers in the sea, fishing for nuclear, they find nuclear, and then they burn them in Hinkley Point. I mean, I would correct you. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, that's, that's as right as what I actually right, let's Right, st- let's stop this nonsense. Neither of us know. There are two types of nuclear energy that we're aware of. Yes. Yep. Yes. That could be harnessed for making electricity, etc. One we currently do, and we do all over the world, it's called nuclear fission. Yeah? No. F- fission. Fission. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's the one we do now. That's the one we do now. Yes. And for a long, 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 long time, people have been going, hmm, if we can just do nuclear fusion, right. that will solve all of our problems for, because, for reasons I do not understand, that results in a prodigious quantity of energy generated by not very much like fuel and i don't understand can we get someone on who understands yes oh i think it might be time to call on big dave because let's face it i'm bloody clue about any of this no. i mean in order to explain what nuclear fission and fusion is you have to understand what a nuclear is yeah and i don't even know that no uh not got a clue about it totally you know we talked to that naomi Oreskes about things you totally take on faith i take it on total faith that you are made up of little bits of thing like, if I took all and I put you in a shredder and then I put that shredded stuff in a shredder and I shredded that shredded stuff and I did it, like, a hundred times, yeah. yeah, eventually some stuff would come out which I could then split into half and make a bomb out of. Gosh. Um, <laughs> yes. But I, I mean, don't it, really understand. I suppose that is true in some yes. sense. I mean, it's a bit like the thing about human bodies being 70% water or something, isn't it? It's like, so... Uh, intellectually, I sort of understand that when I look at you, I'm looking at what is essentially a bag of water. <laughs> essentially nothing. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't really understand how that can possibly be true. Anyway, look, enough of this. I know Did you know, Dr. Carl, Dr. Carl says that if you take all and you uh, go back and listen to episode 23B for more with Dr. Carl, you take all and you remove all of the empty space in between your atoms, mm-hmm. right? Another thing I don't understand, mm. but you remove all of the empty space, we could fit you into the size of a sugar cube. That's how much actual all there is. I see, again, that. Yeah. I find that difficult to get my tiny brain around, but maybe that's the point. Right, enough of this. Enough of this. People don't come to the Babel for, well, they don't come for information, but they, neither do they come to the Babel for uh, delaying and obfuscation tactics before getting to that information. So here is yes. Big Dave, yes. who is a clever person, yes. explaining to us what nuclear fusion and nuclear fission is or are or may be. Hi, guys. So you want to know what the difference between nuclear fission and nuclear fusion is? Correct. Simple, really. All nuclear reactions involve changing the nucleus of an atom. Fission is splitting a larger atom into two smaller parts, and fusion is combining two smaller atoms into one larger one. Both of these types of reaction can release a lot of energy. 
The most common form of fission is to split a uranium atom into two different, usually very radioactive elements. The most common form of fusion is to combine two hydrogen atoms into a helium atom. This is a lot cleaner and nicer to be around as helium is a much more pleasant waste product, being inert and useful for children's parties and stuff. Anyway, let me know if you have any other questions that a GCSE physics textbook or a simple Google search could answer for you. Cheers. Ooh. Oh, I see. <laughs> to, to be Shade. To, to be fair, we will, though. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so that is why people are very excited about the idea of fusion, because no nuclear waste. And as I understand it, and Big Dave didn't go on to talk about this, but as I understand it, like... Loads, loads more energy. I think. I think it generates more energy. Uh, let's say so, shall we? Yeah, sure. Um, so the Conservatives think it's worth chucking money into. They have pledged two hundred million quid towards funding a commercial nuclear fusion power plant in the UK by twenty forty. Twenty forty. It says here non-committally. Twenty forty. Yes. Uh, um, yes. Right. Okay. Um, and some other money as well. And uh, what? So I have a couple of questions for you about it, really. Old. Okay. So the first is this. Do you now understand what fusion is? Uh, broadly, yeah. Good. The second thing is, I think fusion isn't a thing we can do yet. No. Uh, right? Well, not, not at scale. Ev- evidenced by the fact that we haven't done it yet. Yeah, Big Dave implied that it can be done in laboratories and stuff. So he's the commonly used thing. But there aren't no fusion power plants anywhere. There haven't been any ever. And this thing about limitless, free, cheap fusion has been a thing that has been 20 years away for the last 50 years. Yeah. And it's still 20 years away. Yeah, exactly. At least. Yeah. They're not not even saying 20. Like, yeah, more than 20 years away. More than 20 years away. Uh, Yeah, it's forever. The industry has always been saying, oh, when we, by the time we crack uh, fusion, you know, you don't need to worry about anything else. And and not just that you can meet existing needs, but effectively you can meet limitless energy needs like you could do whatever you like we can find energy for it i mean that's pretty cool yeah it would be but isn't it a bit of a risk to be like okay well we'll just sit around until 2040 and um hope that this comes true so now you know the whole true story of nuclear energy our no longer misunderstood friend so keep on smiling I did read that one of the reasons this is so hard to do is because in order to make fusion happen, you have to heat the hydrogen atoms, I'm not making this up, to hotter than the centre of the sun. (laughs) Which I I don't mind telling you is on the warm side. (laughs) I mean, you're going to come back looking like Dale Winton bronze for that, aren't you? Uh, Gosh, you have hotter to, than the centre of the sun. Yeah, you have to do uh, play the uh, play the musical. You have to do high heat flux. Oh my word! In vacuum magnetic fields. Oh, oh Lord above! Yes. I will, I will happily draw you into my in vacuum. Um, <laughs> you play your cards right. I, I, how can you possibly do something hotter than the centre of the sun on Earth? Wouldn't it just go? Hmm. I'm going to burn Earth because I'm incredibly hot. This sounds, this sounds I, ridiculous. I don't know. Okay, I don't, I don't sounds, know. That sounds what, ridiculous. I think it's something to do with doing it in a vacuum. It's something to do with you can do it, um, 
but you that this plasma or something i don't know i mean i'm so far out of my depth i'm in france (laughs) (laughs) oh here's an idea can't we use less energy Build more right, wind here turbines here we go. and solar panels. Here we go, and this and is I have kn- batteries to oh, store it. Here we and, go, and like insulate our homes and stuff. And uh, I knew you were going to say this. Typical bloody environmentalist. Someone comes out with an idea which will give the world, certainly me, might give the world. Maybe the, the time. One day. The time says Boris Johnson has <laughs> promised it. Oh, promised and I it. I think we know that his promises are very much worth the paper they're written yeah, on. In Uxbridge today, um, Boris Johnson's constituency. Don't you remember mentioning that name in front of me? That filthy piece of toe rag. I don't see why it's a bad idea. There we are. Controversial viewpoint. 200 million quid is nothing in the scheme of things. Now, admittedly, a thing that Boris Johnson hasn't talked about is there's a great big EU-funded, partially EU-funded project, which we are currently part of, which we will probably no longer be part of, Well, that's yet to be determined, which is also doing fusion. It's not like we're the only people in the world doing it. There's a great big other thing going on that is funding fusion. Um, And so, you know, this idea that it's this great British, you know, we will have this great British success story is kind of balls, because actually it might just be best for us to stay being part of the thing we're part of already which may be a metaphor for something, but we can maybe talk about that in another mm. episode, Oh, But like, why is it that the first thing a greenie does, look at you all green, <laughs> sitting there with your face in your ears and saying, oh, it's not the same as building cycle lanes, is it? Like, Why has the government got to invest in new things? Why can't they just that's shut shot down us. the that's... fossil fuel industry and well, give everyone a free solar panel? I think that's a good idea. Do you See, think, well, do you think yeah, that's a bad idea? Doesn't answer the question. Do you think that's a bad idea? Answer the question. <laughs> I asked the question. Do you think that it is a bad idea to shut down no. the fossil fuel industry and give people free solar panels? No. Right then. But I don't think. But I also don't think it's a bad idea to have a punt at free, limitless, cheap, whatever free or cheap means. What like nu- nuclear efficient energy? What, sure. Why can't we ever go at that? Have a go. Why has everything got to be boring? We spend money on stupid stuff all the time. Why it's can't not we spend? Have you seen? Have you seen? Like by twenty forty, by the time that you're going to be sitting there going, "Can I have my nuclear fusion plant, please?" That you promised two hundred years ago. Yep. Prime Prime Universe leader Johnson, as he will be yeah. by then. Uh, by that time, we will have, and I guarantee. Wind turbines, oh, on, promise. wind turbines that fly like, like a kite tethered to the ground up in the air in a jet stream. That shit is being researched at the moment because if you stick, you stick turbines way up high in like these constant 200 mile an hour plus winds that are in the jet stream. Am I talking about the right thing? Jet stream? Is that the one in the air or? Yeah, go, which is the Gulf Stream and the jet stream? Jet stream's up high. Yeah, fine. Stop nodding. This is the thing they're looking at. That's exciting because that makes sense. Like you can see that if you oh, can flying wind turbines, yeah, yeah, that, well, that, that's absolutely. I can totally see and how that's going to be. One. So now we're doing. There has been wildly successful research on the uh, not research trials on like floating wind turbines. So one of the things that makes them really expensive and difficult to do um, is once you get beyond the coast a little bit, it's deep and it's hard to anchor them so now they've started making floating ones and they're amazing you can make them bigger sure. they go in windier places real bags so invent i think investing in exciting new stuff is a good idea what i don't think is a good idea is investing in like magic in beans in in unicorn boris johnson promises it's it's not gonna happen
So what else did the Tories bang on about? Oh, in the spirit of talking about big shiny things, can I have your immediate reaction to the following announcement, please? I would like a balls or not balls. Okay. Okay. The government pledged up to one billion pounds of investment in electric vehicles. Fine. Yeah, in the research and development of electric vehicles specifically. Uh, I'm going to sound like a complete luddite here, but haven't we sort of worked out how that all works now and just need to make loads of them? Uh, I have a feeling, and a friend of ours, Dennis Walker, may be able to back this up, that they still don't quite go as far as you might like without, oh, really? without needing a little has Dennis, charge. Has Dennis had a, an incident or two? Uh, he took his Tesla around... Uh, He's got he, a Tesla? I don't, well, he was driving a Tesla, for sure, around Britain, um, and all I know is kept posting pictures of him in service stations <laughs> recharging his Tesla. Um, yeah, and go back and listen to our episode 127 without James Murray for more on that. Okay, but right, fine, yeah, bung money at electric cars, that's fine. So not balls? It's probably balls, but not terrible balls. Not like horrible, big, sweaty Boris balls, no. One million new trees to be planted in Northumberland. Oh, this pisses me off. Balls? Th- this is balls. This, this <laughs> pisses me right off. Okay, what fine. Si- what size balls? Uh, these, are, these are like, imagine the size of his balls, Jeff Cates. These are Barney balls. the Purple Dinosaur balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, this pisses me off because, I, no, don't get me wrong, plant your forest in Northumberland, that's lovely. But don't make it sound like what you're doing is planting loads and loads of trees. A million trees is, to use Boris Johnson's words, piffle, right? What? It's a lot of trees. It's a lot of trees. How many is what Ireland are doing, Dave? Uh, absolutely no idea. No, you don't have any idea, do you? Because you haven't read my comment. Now, the Tories, <laughs> the Tories <laughs> have said, the Tories <laughs> have said they're going to plant up to one million trees. That could mean by, one. That could mean one <laughs> by 2024. So, so I probably. In five years' time, they will have done one million or fewer tree plantings. You can't get away. I've just realised what a massive weasel that is. You can't get away with that. You can't get away with saying we are going to do up to some good things. (laughs) I'm going to do that. That's like me saying over the next year, I'm going to buy you up to a hundred pints. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Now, uh, in contrast. um, Let's look at what our neighbours over the RSC are doing in Ireland. They. Oh, no. gosh. Lovely, lovely choice of music there. Um, now, Ireland has said, and this is in somewhat contrast to uh, Boris's plan, they're going to plant 22 million trees every year for the next 20 years. Up to 22 million? No, nope. nope. 22 million trees. So that's, by my maths, 440 million trees over the next 20 years. A lot of trees, oh. Yeah. That's enough so, to soak up an aviation industry's worth of babble. Um, so final uh, question in balls or not balls quiz. Oh, yeah. Um, when Boris Johnson was doing his speech, he said this. Remember, it was only a few years ago when people were saying that solar power would never work in cloudy old Britain and that wind turbines would not pull the skin off a rice pudding. Well, there are some days when wind and solar power are delivering more than half our energy needs. We can do it. We can beat the sceptics. Well, oh, you've got all quiet and calm. (laughs) Thing thing number one is balls. Uh, (laughs) How, what size balls? 
Um, really colossal, you know, sizable balls. Right. Um, big, significant balls. <laughs> Thing number two is, what the f*** oh dear. does pull the skin off a rice pudding mean? Is that a boarding school reference that he needs to see a counsellor about? Thing number three, and I entirely give credit to the journalist Matt Chorley for pointing this out, who <laughs> he went on Google and searched for Boris Johnson skin off a rice pudding wind turbines and discovered an article from the Daily Telegraph in 2013, the title of which was Wind farms couldn't pull the skin off a rice pudding, says Boris Johnson. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> this might be <laughs> the ultimate bringing together of sustainable and inhoffery that I have ever heard. So have I got this right? An inhoff... Boris Johnson. Had a go at inhoffs... Boris Johnson. Into, uh, former Boris Johnson. Former, former yeah. Boris Johnson. For saying that wind turbines were rubbish and now they're good. Yes. Like an inhoff. Yes. And, but and he was the one... He's having a go at himself but not saying he had to go himself. Yes. He's saying other people. Yes. What an inhoff. And everyone who's like a Boris fanboy in response to Matt Chorley's tweets were going, it was a joke. You're so clearly like being self-deprecating. He was. And well, Matt Chorley was like, so you all instantly got this joke that he was referring to a thing he said six years ago in the Daily Telegraph, right? You all, you all read that and, <laughs> and remember and recalled it. Like everyone in that room knew yeah. that he was referencing an obscure thing he wrote six years ago, right? Bollocks. Balls. Bollocks. Balls. 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 The one other thing I did want to talk about that happened at Tory party conference. Did you see this? Thank you. What's this? Oh, oh, oh. No disposable cups. Boris Johnson is walking along at Conservative Party conference. Someone who works for him passes him a cup of coffee and you can see the guy's like, oh, nice, I'm going to drink my cup of coffee because I'm thirsty. And just as he's about to, another person who works for him grabs it and goes, no disposable cups. The implication being, no, we no longer get photographed holding disposable cups because it makes us look bad for the environment. Oh, God! Yes, which, as someone pointed out, is a kind of a good thing, as we were saying earlier. You know, it's a good thing that the environment is now a thing that is worried about enough that that sort of thing will happen. Um, it's kind of a bad thing because that means that disposable cup was not even single use. <laughs> like, it was zero use. It's still going in the turtle's <laughs> esophagus. I know. At least now it hasn't been via the Prime Minister's lips. anti of of the week. Right, anti-Inhoff time. Now, you all know what an Inhoff is, don't you, Dave? You all know. Yes, I do all know. Yes, it is, it's, a bad, it's a naughty person in America who thinks that climate change is not real because there's still snow. And we name uh, other people who are also naughty people and don't, are bad on the environment after him. Yes? You always look at me as if I need to explain that quicker when I explain it. Not as easy as it looks, is it? Nope. No. Uh, right, so inhoffs are bad, anti-inhoffs are good. This week's anti-inhoffs have got four legs. 
Kind of whiffly little face. Tail. Couple of ears. Beady little eyes. Dominic Cummings. <laughs> Has he got four legs? The bastard. <laughs> no, Pine Martins, Dave. Oh, those bastards. <laughs> Coming over here. Well, eating our squirrels. Now, this is, this is rather the point. Pine Martins used to be in England. They're still in Scotland, doing very well in Scotland and Ireland as well. Used to be in England until Victorian people with guns shot them all. You're talking about Labour? Huh? La- <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the Labour Party, <laughs> Pine Martins were once popular in England um, until Tories shot them. Uh, these are very cute little animals. Ever seen one? Uh, no, I have not. No, I don't think I have either. I'd like to. Look a bit sort of weaselly or stoty. Well, indeed, they are They are for off that ilk. They're not? Yeah, same sort Mummy of... Mummy was an otter and Daddy was a weasel. Is that true? Don't know. Right, we're all the same sort of stuff. Point is, they evolved alongside red squirrels. Why are you saying it like that? Because you say squirrels. I don't. Yes, you do. I'm not saying it. And I know. Uh, And they evolved alongside them in the United Kingdom more broadly. And as such, both species were able to coexist. Uh, Red, you know, develops, uh, what's the word, strategies for making sure they weren't eaten by all pine martins, blah, 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 everyone fine. As you know, and as listeners to the babble will know, we don't like grey squirrels as much as we like wed squirrels because grey squirrels come over here from America. I don't say it like that. Bring disease which kills not them but kills the wed squirrels. Uh, they, they're shunting them to the far corners of the country, right? Yes. So we hate grey squirrels. You do. I hate grey squirrels because yes. they're coming up and killing all the red squirrels. I don't think it's the grey squirrels' fault. It is the grey squirrels' fault. They've got to go. Anyway, point is... Go back and listen to episode 74 for more on squirrels. Dave would rather that wed, wed squirrels... <laughs> wed squirrels died a slow, painful kind of pus face death. That's what happens. They get these all big pussy sores, go blind. Dave wants oh, that to happen. I don't want that to happen. You do, because that's what you're saying. Keep the grey squirrels here so that the reds can have all of these horrible diseases and die slow, painful deaths and get shunted out of there. sort of misrepresented my position. No, that's exactly what you said. Good news, though, because the pine martins, what are in Ireland, have been brought over, 18 of them, into the forest of Dean in Gloucestershire, Gloucestershire for our American listeners, where they're going to chase the grey squirrels off. Isn't that good news? They apparently, uh, evidence from Ireland shows that they can reduce grey squirrel populations partly by killing them, but also by just scaring them away, thereby letting the red squirrels thrive. Isn't that good news, Dave? Uh, Well, it does sound like a relatively natural and humane way of dealing with the problem of the aforementioned grey rodents. So I suppose that's all right. <laughs> what was that? That was, that was the word squirrel trying to come up. Um, yeah, it sounds all right. I mean, yeah, there's something I do. Grey think... squirrels are going to die as a result of this. Are you happy with that? Well, I don't like any of this really, but I suppose there's something like there is something weird about like a, an ecosystem exists at the moment which we don't like because it's not red enough. So, well, because it's all completely out of kilter and out of balance because of all of the things that humans have done. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Um, <laughs> Yes, I haven't got a point, really. You're quite I right. I think I've won... Have I... 151 episodes in, have I won you over to the idea that 
we actually need to intervene. I haven't said that. I just said, I'd like to move on to the next. (laughs) (laughs) Schadenfreude of the week. Schadenfreude. Ah, now, we haven't done this good. for a while. Yes. We haven't done this for a while, but there is reason to be all schadenfreudery this week because that nasty bunch of frackheads known as Quadrilla. Do you know who I'm talking about? They, yes, I do go back and listen to episode two. Frack, frack, frack. Don't or, listen, don't listen, don't to, listen to episode two. two. Or perhaps better off, go listen to episode 137 when we did uh, our most recent episode about fracking. Gosh. I, I'm sorry, that's just bizarre that you can do that. <laughs> sorry, that one just really blew my mind. I don't know why. I should be used to it by now. <laughs> right, the reason we're talking about them is because they have given up. They have actually given up trying to do fracking in Lancashire. What? Yeah, this is like a massive deal. At the same time... How come I didn't hear about it? It's kind of no deal at all. Not no deal, but... No, a nothingy deal. Hang on. So they we talked back in episode 137 and all over the place about Quadrilla, a big fracking company, want to come and do the fracking. And loads of people don't want them to do the fracking, but they managed to force the fracking through anyway. And one of the things we were saying in episode 137, if you remember all, yep. was that you might get a little bit of fracking happening, but that we concluded that fracking was dead pretty much. We didn't see a long-term future for it. But I think we said that in that kind of like, well, here's the thing we think, now let's go home to our nice warm baths, right? <laughs> but are you telling me that actually we were right? Well, Is it, fracking dead now? They have said, no more, this is what the Times have written, no more fracking is expected to take place in Britain this year after Quadrilla said it was removing equipment at the UK's only active site. Doesn't mean it won't happen next year. Well, it... That's possible, but they have got a license which runs up until November and they're not planning to renew that license. And the, and the reason is because they made a big hoo-ha about how this time they did it, they weren't going to do any earthquakes and stuff. And then as soon as they started, did a million earthquakes, one of which was really quite big and a lot bigger than the one that forced them to stop doing fracking in 2011. Um, and people felt it and people have claimed that it's damaged property and stuff like that. So... They've they've realised they just they're trying to frack a sandcastle basically as far as I can work out and it's is that like uh, peeling back a rice pudding? Yes, no. Is, it's, that, it's, is that what also happened in all from the same boarding school, boarding yeah, school okay. playbook? Yeah, um, and they can't they just can't make it work. And I think what's also happening, which isn't said here, is that the investors behind them also realise they can't make it work. The point is fusion's better. The, <laughs> the point is. <laughs> You know, for years and years and years, they've just told all the activists protesting this to just do one. The government has been absolutely supportive of them, giving them everything they need. And they say, we're going to frack, we're going to frack, we're going to frack. And now they're not. Now they're packing up and they're going home. And it's amazing. It is amazing. And it's kind of weird, isn't it? Because... Anticlimactic business. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Funny old thing, that. In many ways, it's a metaphor for climate change itself, right? Like... We're out there trying to fix climate change and ecological collapse and stuff by introducing horrible rodents up trees and having a go at the government, right? And if we succeed, things will just be like they were. Yeah. And everyone will go, why did you make us do all that stuff? And we'll go, because we're not dead, you cretin. (laughs) 
And that must be what it's like, I suppose. Like, you're campaigning to stop a thing happening and to protect a landscape and whatnot, and then that thing doesn't happen. So you've still got your landscape, but you had that before. Yeah. I suppose you can get very drunk. (laughs) Right, that is just about it for another episode of The Babble. Thank you very, very much, Dave. Thank you all. For fusing your intellect and wit like a hydrogen atom. Is that the right way around? Yeah, I think so. Don't know. What did I fuse it with? Oh, my intellect Another, and my wit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's all right. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much for uh, splitting apart any semblance of energy <laughs> or something in the room. Uh, we will be back. Leaving a toxic legacy. <laughs> yes, indeed. We will be back next week. You can get in touch with us. Let us know what you thought of the show. First, do give it a rating on your podcast medium of choice. A good one, please. Sod off if you have bad opinions. <laughs> if you have bad opinions or good ones, send them to us. You can email at hello at sustainababble.fish. You can find us on the Facebook at <laughs> Searching Sustainable or we're on the Twitter at The Babble Wagon. Correct. Well done. Thank you as ever to my 10-year-old niece, yes. Arabella, for reading out the babbly, uh, babbly, babbly woo with such splendour. Thank you very much to Dickie Moore for providing the music that is at the beginning, the end and the middly bit of this podcast. And... Thank you to the splendiferous Arthur Stovall, who has designed our logo, what you can find on our T-shirts, what you can find on our website, which is at wubblywubblywubbly.sustainababble.fish. Very good. And if you like what you hear and you want to take pity upon the poor penury of your babble host who do this for love and money... Uh, what are you doing, Benny? There's a whole little scratchy oh, really, noise. I'm really sorry. I'm fiddling with this thing. It's a little bit of Velcro. Well, have fun editing that out for the last (laughs) five minutes. (laughs) Quite right. Um, Yeah, I'll put that down. Um, Shit. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? Uh, Give us some money. Patreon. Patreon, yeah. yeah, We do this for fun, so give us some money. www.patreon.com slash sustainable. Yes? Isn't that completely the wrong logic? What? We do this for fun, so give us some money. That's right. Wouldn't it be, we do this for fun, it's not about the money, we don't need your money. Brexit means Brexit, all. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Bye! Bye! We've talked about this on the Babble, but it is a thing that the world is running out of helium. Did you know that? No. Which is running out of helium because we should be using it in like MRI machines, apparently, where it's used. But instead, we're using it all to make your voice go like this. I mean, I. Uh, <laughs> there are fewer and fewer joys to be had in life. You're not taking away the ability to inhale helium and sound like a chipmunk for me. Like, brilliant. Get off. Come on. Let me have that.